So what comes next in the Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT's efforts to promote nationwide secure health information exchange? I'm Marianne Kobasak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. I met HIMSS 18 speaking with Genevieve Morris, ONC's Principal Deputy National Coordinator for Health IT. So Genevieve, in January, ONC issued a draft trusted exchange framework and common agreement which aims to help fulfill a call for increased health data exchange in the 21st Century Cures Act that was signed into law in 2016. ONC accepted public comment on TAFCA for for 60 days. That deadline recently passed. Approximately how many entities submitted comments and how would you characterize the main themes of the comments based on what you've seen so far? Yeah, so um, the draft trust exchange framework was released in January and it was actually a 45 day public comment period, give or take. And we had about a little over 200 comments from folks across a wide spectrum of stakeholders um, who are clearly interested in helping move the ball forward around interoperability. A couple of the key things we've heard, you know, overall folks were quite supportive of the goals and what we're trying to accomplish with the Trust Exchange Framework. You know, devil's always in the details and so um, some folks talked about some of the timelines and needing to think about some longer implementation timeframes for some things. Folks were broadly supportive of the concept of having a recognized coordinating entity from the industry. And then the other comments were kind of a range of really specific, detailed things that I won't quite get into here, but you know, suggestions on how we can make improvements to the final document. Now, among some of the proposals were some security components that in some cases go beyond what's required by HIPAA. What sort of feedback did you see so far in those comments about those proposed provisions dealing with security and privacy issues, and do you think that the healthcare sector entities that want to participate in more widespread health exchange are ready to adopt these stricter provisions? So in particular, I think probably the one you're speaking of that's the stricter is the breach notification, just shorter at 15 days than what HIPAA requires. And we actually had mixed feedback. Uh, There were a number of folks who were quite concerned about the shorter time period and the lack of alignment with HIPAA, and there were some folks who felt that that was great. And so we're revisiting all of that and working really closely with OCR to figure out what the best path for it is. I think aside from that, most folks actually just wanted some clarifications in a couple places, and so they wanted um, some clarifications around, you know, how do I know that it's a permitted purpose that I'm allowed to exchange for? But what about third-party non-covered entities who aren't business associates? How, you know, do they have to follow all these same rules? And so we're going to work um, with OCR OCR in a really close fashion um, helps. We have Catherine on board now as our chief privacy officer, and she works closely with both um, agencies. And so we're looking forward to refining those privacy and security requirements and getting to a place where folks can feel comfortable that the data we're exchanging is safe and secure. And also among some of the provisions that went beyond HIPAA were related to authentication. Much feedback on that yet? Yeah, so HIPAA doesn't actually specify a particular authentication and identity proofing level. You know, we felt the need to do that because sometimes when there's variance in that, folks aren't going to exchange. We got a lot of positive feedback. I think a lot of folks felt like the level two under the newness publication was the correct one to suggest. A number of folks were very supportive of the concept of the trusted referee for individuals, so we're not making this more difficult for them. Um, some folks are concerned a little bit about the multi-factor authentication requirement, but I think there's ways that we can implement the NIST requirements in a way that isn't burdensome and takes advantage of new technology that's out there to make things like multi-factor much easier.
So now that the comments are in, what comes next with TAPCA? Is there a final rule coming? And if so, when? So right now we're still reading through all of the comments. I'm not going to say what percentage I've done, but I have read a lot of them um, and made some copious notes. Uh, what we'll be doing is the plan is still to release the funding opportunity announcement for the recognized coordinating entity around the April to May timeframe and have them in place by August. In the meantime, we will be working on the next iteration of the trusted exchange framework internally. There's certainly some things we need to wait for the RCE to be in place in order to finalize. But once we they're in place and we have the trust exchange framework updated and the common agreement drafted, that will be published in the Federal Register but not as a regulation. So this is all non-regulatory. It will be published Federal Register as well as our website for a common period. And then our goal is to have the, I'm going to say quote unquote final uh, towards the beginning of 2019. I think what you have to keep in mind is with things like legal agreements, it's never actually final final, right? Um, there's always going to be updates that you're going to have to make in an ongoing fashion. So let's just say it'll be the next iteration of it. Now, besides the trusted exchange work called for under the 21st Century Cures Act, the legislation also calls upon ONC to work on issues involving information blocking. What's the status of that work? Is there a proposed rule in the works? What's next? So we currently are and have been working on the regulation around this. So in the 21st Century Cures, Congress defined what information blocking is, and then they asked us to sort of figure out the situations in which not sharing information actually is an information blocking because there's legitimate reasons not to share. So we've been working on that um, through the regulatory process. The spring 2018 is the planned release date for the NOSA proposed rulemaking, which will include information blocking, some rules around us recognizing organizations who sign on to the trust exchange framework, the conditions of certification, and a couple other odds and ends of things. Now, the 21st Century Cures Bill also includes potential monetary penalties for organizations that participate in intentional or inappropriate information blocking. Will we likely see penalties, or what sort of other possible enforcement action could there be for people or organizations that do block information from being exchanged? So I don't know if I could conjecture over whether we will see penalties or not. It depends on whether folks are information blocking or not, right? So we've been working very closely with the Officer of the Inspector General, OIG, um, as we've worked on our regulation to make sure that they're comfortable and they understand what we're doing. In addition, you know, we certainly, even though we don't have the regulation out, we've been getting a lot of emails into our reporting system, which I'm going to blank on the email address for, uh, but we'll get to you, to for, uh, folks reporting things that they think is information blocking now. So we take those seriously, we share them with OIG, and we look into them. Enforcement action is really dependent on whether folks are found to actually be information blocking or not. And one last question. Anything else that ONC is working on these days when it comes to cybersecurity or privacy that you want the industry to know about? So there's a number of work streams still that are ongoing. So we're certainly still very involved in the HEART project, which is working on individual OAuth 2.0 and OpenID um, in order to get folks access to their data via Fire APIs. So that work stream is ongoing. We've also been pretty involved, um, at least attending and tracking the work that Karen Health Alliance is doing around identity proofing of consumers. And same thing with uh, work that Sequoia has also been doing around sharing consent and some of those you know, privacy and security items. I think I'd reference you over to OCR and to Catherine for any more specifics, but those are a couple of things that we have going on. Thanks, Genevieve. I've been speaking to Genevieve Morris of ONC. I'm Marianne Kobazak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.